Welcome to the Imposture to Unstoppable podcast, where physicians can learn how to overcome imposter syndrome and create the career of their dreams. Hey, everyone. Are you aware that my next Women Physician Adventure Retreat is coming up March 11th through the 13th in Hilton Head at the Omni? And it is going to be such a great time. We are planning activities such as go-kart racing, maybe another zip lining event. There's a lot of opportunities in Hilton Head. So what the retreat will look like is a weekend full of mostly fun and connection, but also some really amazing lectures and group coaching opportunities for overcoming obstacles and limiting beliefs you have with the ultimate goal of you leaving with much more confidence in yourself as a physician and more boundaries so that you can really create exactly the career you want. And I know that seems like a lot to happen in one weekend, but trust me when I say that when we get together and are dedicated with over 48 hours of just focused on what we want and why, and we allow the right part of our brain to come out through fun, then it's incredible what can be done. So you can go and register at my website, which is consciousinmedicine.com forward slash retreat. I know that's a mouthful. So if you also click the link in the episode notes today, you can check that out and get registered. The weekend will include all the fun activities we do. So everything that is included in the price, as well as all the meals, including a themed dinner on Saturday. And it also will include CME. So if you have CME money that you want to spend, then this would qualify for that um, expense. So check out the website for more details. As always, reach out to me at kyates21 at gmail.com if you have questions. It is going to be such a blast and I cannot wait. If you are listening to this and it's before January 1st, then you can get registered for $500 off before the end of the year. So make sure to do that if you are if you know you're in and you want to pay even lower price. So check that out and then shoot me an email to let me know that you're in so that I cannot wait to get to know you in person. Have a great week. Dr. Pauline Morris is a leader within and outside of medicine. She is a consultant anesthetist, or career coach, and an author. She is the founder of Doctors Caring for Doctors, a career coaching and support service for physicians. Her mission is to help all doctors discover how they can have a fulfilling life and a successful career without burning out. One of her greatest gifts is her ability to authentically connect with her clients, allowing them the space to find the complete clarity that leads them to their own unique path enjoy our conversation. Pauline, thank you for being here with me today on the other side of the world as we spoke about before we hit record. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. And I'm really pleased to be here. I'm really happy to be able to support you and be on this webcast and, you know, talk to people about this very, very sort of important concept and topic that you've built your podcast around. I think it's amazing. Yeah. And I I appreciate that you recognize the importance of it because I think that for a long time, it's kind of this self-doubt imposter syndrome has been something that we kind of like is hush hush. We don't talk about. So I appreciate you willing to be open and honest about it. So why don't you, let's just jump in. Why don't you tell me about, you know, imposter syndrome or self-doubt and how that's kind of shown up for you so far in your life? 
Um, I think one of the really difficult things about imposter syndrome is when it's almost put upon you. And when medicine is a wonderful, a wonderful place to be. I love my job and I'm really good at it, but people have certain expectations of what a doctor should look like, how a doctor should behave. And what I found when I, from, from day one of medical school was I didn't fit that picture of what a doctor should look like. Um, for one, I was a teen mom. I didn't come from, you know, in terms of the societal expectations, I didn't come from the, you know, to, to coin a phrase from my American friends, the right side of the tracks, you know, and you don't fit what people, even my own mother used to say to me, you know, you don't look like a doctor. And when you constantly get that barrage of you don't fit the mold, you, you really start to develop a lot of self-doubt about who you are, where your place is. And imposter syndrome almost becomes part of your own identity because everyone around you tells you you don't belong. When you, when you go into medicine and you don't want your name in lights and you, you don't want to be a big name, you just want to come to work, do your job, care for your patients, go home. It's like, well, no, that's not what doctors do. And, and the way I, I say it to my, my clients, because I coach doctors around this topic as well, is, you know, everything doctors do is exceptional and doctors should be exceptional at everything they do. So even simple things like, well, what's, you know, what's your, what are your hobbies? I have clients who say to me, oh, yeah, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm really boring. I just, I just like to knit. I'm like, yeah, that, that's fine. That's great. That's wonderful. If that makes you happy and that makes you fulfilled and that makes you, you know, that's good downtime for you, that's okay. But this, we've got this whole idea around being a doctor that we must, everything must just be larger than life. And if you don't do that, you something's wrong with you. And then it's really difficult to actually step outside of that and go, no, 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 no. I am a great doctor. I am a great person. I do a great job. And that is sufficient. That is enough. It's enough that medicine doesn't take up my whole life. You know, it's enough that I have interests outside of it. It's enough that I don't want to be a rock climber or a base jumper. You know, this idea that, oh yeah, knitting, is that your hobby? So have you won an award for it? No, I haven't mm. worn an award for it. <laughs> I sat under a tree and I, I knitted a cardigan. It looks terrible. And I put it on my cat, <laughs> you know, and that's supposed to be okay, but it's just not. And and, and that's my sort of experience of that. This, this whole feeling of not belonging and not deserving because you just, you, you don't fit the mold. You, you don't, you're not that cookie cutter doctor. And it's really hard to get over that. Yeah. That's my experience of it. Yeah. So many things that, so many things to touch on what you just said. First of all, you're definitely like, hitting a nerve with me when it comes to this idea of what doctors should, you know, air quotes should look like what doctors should do when they're free time, all of these things that it was almost like we could probably look back at the history of medicine and realize like how we got here today. But it's like the typical, like what, like white male who has 
no other concerns, and really is just all about their career. And there's probably a lot of things that expectations that were set upon them that maybe they were not interested in upholding, but nonetheless, here we are. But now you have people from like, literally anyone can be a doctor. And in fact, how much were we being, how much was there a disservice to so much of our patients who couldn't relate to a white man and now we're trying to like get back to real, like recognizing that every person can be seen for who they are, but that only can happen if you have people who look like you on the other side of the exam table or whatever. And so I think that this is, you are so on point and think, and thank goodness that you're doing the work that you do um, because it matters so much. And so let's go back to the beginning And you mentioned that you didn't look like a doctor. So you were a teen mom. You had a mother who was told you that you didn't look like a doctor. So (laughs) how did you, what was the drive that you had to do it anyway? Uh, Wow. I think that's another topic. (laughs) (laughs) Drive to become a doctor. I think uh, being a doctor became part of the journey of finding myself a little bit. Because and and it actually and the imposter syndrome now that now that I say it has had started even before that because I actually wanted to do veterinary 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 oh my gosh I can't say it <laughs> veterinarian sciences and I wanted to be a vet because I I really loved animals but again it was this this wall I hit of mm, only certain types of people because vets and this was what the world was like in Barbados you know we're talking about 30 years ago you know there was and I remember I used to volunteer at the RSPCA and and the doctor there said to me you know Pauline you can have a really hard journey if you if you want to follow through with this and as you know so from day one it was like you know it just it's and I thought it, it's just not going to work and I thought well okay what else could I possibly do that would fulfill that that caring I think I always had that need need want in me to be my brother's keeper in some form or fashion and medicine was a way that allowed me to do that but it also gave me a very secure sort of way of life for my daughter. It was like, well, actually, this is a role that if I take it on and I, I see it through, you know, I'm, I'm almost guaranteeing her a way of life that um, I wouldn't be able to provide for her otherwise. And that was a huge drive for me. But it, it was a constant battle. Um, and I think... It was really hard as I moved from Barbados to the UK. It got even harder because, you know, and, you know, you said something there that hit the nail on the head for me. It's like how medicine was set up in the first place. You know, it was set up for people who were not expected to do anything else but dedicate their lives to this, this, this this practice of and it was and it was very societal then as well because only certain men became doctors Mm. um you know it wasn't any white guy that became a doctor you know you had to have the right connections and you Mm. had to have the right father and you had to have the right amount of money and you know what it works for nursing as well it was the same idea you know you were a spinster you didn't get married you didn't have children you dedicated your life Mm. to to walking behind the doctors in the hospital you know and this was your life taking 
taking care of the patients. You didn't have anything else. You left your home, you went and lived in the nurses' quarters, and that was it. And this was your your dedication, and it was it was it was a service. You know, it was it was almost a religious experience to be a nurse. But all these things have changed now, and the idea of caregivers who need care or caregivers who have a life outside of that is still considered new. I remember I, I did a podcast with um, a really lovely lady uh, around um, um, businesses, and it was during COVID times. And she said to me, you know, well, what can we, what could we do? And I said, well, you need to remember that your doctors and nurses and healthcare providers are, are, are human beings as well. You know, we get cancer, we get worried, we have stress, we have anxiety, we are going through divorce, we're worried about paying our bills, you know, we, you know, we go through everything you go through. And she said to me, Oh, my God, wow, Pauline, you know, I never really thought of that. And this drive to, to take, so it extended from, I want to take care of myself, I want to take care of my daughter, I want to take care of others, became, I don't just want to take care of others in terms of patients, I want to take care of my colleagues. I want to help them. I want to, I want other doctors, other nurses, other healthcare professionals to understand that this is this is not the only way. You don't have to feel like this. And and the the whole drive is still about caring. I, I love my job as an anesthetist, but I, I felt the need to actually extend that care to my colleagues and go, you know what? Let me show you that you can be cared for in a different way. You deserve it. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to have a life where um, you feel fulfilled and you're, you're not questioning every single moment. And, and I think that, that was the drive from the very beginning, that, that care um, for myself, my, my daughter my com- and, and my community. And then in, in my coaching, that focus into someplace where that, that level of care just wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. That's a very long answer to your question. No, that's, that's good. That's good. And and it's so true, right? Because we've now realized, you know, with with doctors burning that with burning out and leaving medicine, like this is not how we're meant to practice medicine anymore. And it's when you were talking, I was kind of thinking about like all the different evolutions that we've gone through as humans, like right, like just think about like the human race and humanity and over the last hundreds of years, the centuries, like humans have evolved and it's almost like medicine didn't, (laughs) it's like stuck in this same thing. And we're just expected now to dedicate our lives when in, when in reality, like what our life is, is, has evolved so much. And we're, we really are doing a disservice when we're just kind of churning out our, our doctors as, as like little robots, little machines to mm-hmm. come out and you become an attending. And then it's just like, okay, you become an attending. And then you just do this for 40 or 50 years and expect to be happy and fulfilled all the time. And then people end up attendings and five years down the road or less, they're like, this is not what I at all, what I thought was going to happen for me. Yeah. And so I'm sure you've kind of kind of come up with that same that same thing. So what do you find either for you personally or for the people that you work with like what is the biggest barrier for making that choice to 
put themselves back on top. I don't think it's it's it comes down to one thing because mm-hmm. it has it has to do with your your own deep-seated values and beliefs and how you see yourself. And by definition, doctors do not put themselves first. Healthcare providers do not put the carers do not mm-hmm. put themselves first. Um, and the concept that you know you can't pour from an empty cup, you've got to put yourself first. It that that's that's a whole way of thinking that we have not been geared towards. And the and like I said, I think the issue is that you're constantly fighting against the concept. It's like, well, you are a doctor. You know what you were signing up for. You, you knew that. Yes, that's all true. But the fact that I never get home on time is, or let me put it the other way, it should be an exception that I don't get home on time. It shouldn't be the rule. And as a doctor, I accept that, yes, there are times when I will start early. There are times when I will finish late. That's the, I accept that that will happen. But where I think the struggle is, is that it's not an, exce- it's not an exception. It's an expectation. And that's sort of drilled into you from day one. Mm-hmm. So when people find themselves unhappy or unfulfilled or uncomfortable, the whole concept of, am I doing what I'm not supposed to be doing doesn't come into it at all. And it becomes, oh, I don't like my job. I'm falling out of love with medicine. This isn't working for me. I'm stressed. I'm burnt out. But when I actually look back and I say, well, okay, what is it that you're actually doing that you want to be doing? And it's like, well, I I just want to be a doctor. Okay, so you just want to be a doctor, but you're doing something in education and you're doing something in clinical governance and you've taken on a managerial role. And because the idea of tasting something doesn't work either. It's like, well, okay, I've tried this and I don't really like it. So I'm going to just go go back a bit. Oh, no, that's failure. Mm. It's not good enough. And, And again, around the concepts of I just care and I want to help. Oh, we've got this role and we want you to do it. Or we want to do it with, with no resources and no extra money and no extra time. Who else does that? Nobody else does that. But we go, yeah, I'll do it. I'll, I'll teach another five, five people or, or I'll add mm-hmm. this to my plate or I'll take on this project or I'll open this new department. And you do it because you want the system to work. You want the patients to have a wonderful experience. But actually, this is, this is not what you want to do. It's not even in your skill set. But if you say no, say, oh, you're not a team player. Mm. You're not a real doctor. You know, and then my favorite bit, and I used to do this in my previous job. I was a, I was an appraiser. So I appraised senior staff at the end of their year. And, you know, you'd be sitting there and you'd be going, okay, so what have you done? So what do you mean? What, what have I done? Well, I've come to work on time. I, you know, all my patients have been safe. I haven't got any complaints. Yes. But have you done an audit? Well, no, there are other people doing audits. I don't want to do an audit. Well, have you done some research? Well, no, I haven't done any research. It's like, why is it we understand the concept of specialty? You said, well, we understand that the GP can't be the, the, the ENT can't be the, you know, obstetrician. 
But for some reason, we seem to think that we should be masters of everything else in an oral medicine. We should be teachers. We should be managers. We should be researchers. We should be auditors. I don't know. No, 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 no. And then we get involved in all of these roles that add stress that we don't want to do, that don't fulfill us, that we're not very good at. You know, and I'm, I'm sure you could, if I say to you, think of people you worked with when you were a trainee that were actually horrible teachers, horrible mentors, mm-hmm. horrible coaches. But somebody told them that it was this was something that they needed to do. And if they didn't do it, it wouldn't look good or they need to add it to their portfolio or something. And we have people walking into these roles that they're not suited for. They don't want to do. And then they, and then we have all these doctors going, I'm, it's just too much work. I'm so stressed out. I'm unhappy. I'm burnt out. I don't want to do this job anymore. Yeah. And actually, the, the job itself is a challenge enough. There are people who want to do these things. Let the researchers do the research and let the teachers do the teaching. Let, you know, we should be able to say, right, do I want to do something else outside of care for my patients? Yes, no. Well, if I do, what's my skill set? What can I do? What will I enjoy doing? And if I enjoy it, I'll give it my all. And if I give it my all and I enjoy it and I'm good at it and it matches my skill set, the service that I'm provided will be better. But we don't do that. We just pile things on and go, yeah, you're supposed to do this. It's your turn. And if you don't do it, you're not progressing. Um, You know, this is you're not progressing in your career. Why do I need to progress in my career? Why do I need to add things? Why do I need to keep proving day in, day out, week in, week out that I am a good doctor? Mm -hmm. And I think that's 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 where the challenge really comes for people. It's and it should be just okay to just do what you're good at, do what you're enjoying. We don't expect the GP yeah. to deliver babies. We don't expect the the obstetrician to be a pediatrician. We don't expect the pediatrician to be an oncologist. But we expect outside of that that we should be masters of everything, and it just doesn't work. And it's a huge burden on. A, a profession where, you know, it's already difficult. And I, as a doctor, I love my job, but I don't want to be a manager. I don't want to be mm-hmm. head of the department. I, I don't want to do research. I don't want to do audit. I'm good at teaching and I like it. So can I do that, please? Mm-hmm. And that should be enough. But if I don't want to do that, that should be enough. That should be enough. Yeah. I love that you, it's so important that you said that. You, because we are kind of trained with that, right? Not kind of, we are trained with this mentality of this is what you signed up for. Like this is, this was the deal. But when you really sit back and think about it, like in what other job is anyone told that? You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is what you signed up for. Like who, who else is, so just deal with it. And, and so I'm with you. Like, I feel that passion that you have. And that's where I'm at now where it's like, what if you just became a doctor and did what you wanted to do? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And I don't mean like in, a, in, a, in a way that is like, you're putting patients in, in, in at risk. I mean, like you do what the frick you want to do. You yeah. work when you want to work and then that's it. And there's no dues to be paid. There's no (laughs) what you should do as a doctor. Exactly like you said, because it would, what would happen, my hypothesis is that you would have happier doctors. 
giving more quality care and who would stay in medicine. That's what would happen. Agreed. Agreed. But instead, exactly like you said, which just piled on. And then instead of doctors just being like, they don't have the, they don't feel that they are empowered to carve out the career they want. So because they're not empowered to carve out the career they want, they leave. Yeah. Or, or in extreme circumstances, kill themselves. I mean, really let's, we have to look at all aspects of that. Like this is a huge burden on mental health. So you're 100% right. Yeah. This is and I've a, had colleagues that, that, that committed suicide and it was one of the drivers for me to look at. And, and, and if you look at their lives, I'm sorry to cross you, but yeah, it's, it, they talk about, people talk about triggers. This is a real trigger for yeah. me because, um, you know, I've, I know these people personally who've taken their own lives. And when you look at them, they were all high achievers. They were mm. all super duper persons. You know, they, they had the name in lights. They were publishing the papers. You know, they were either up and coming or they were up there already. You know, they were the ones that were doing the triathlons. And, you know, they, they were the ones who everybody looked at. went, Wow, that's what it mm-hmm. means to be a good doctor. Yeah. And they're no longer with us. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. It, it is. is. It is. And for every one of us, and this is why it's so important to really take this seriously, because every single doctor or healthcare provider who can decide to make this change and to live, live their career, how they want to live it, it's providing permission for so many others to do the same. That's why as, as uncomfortable as it can feel, and it might feel a little bit strange to set up boundaries and say no, but the more, if people are watching you, you know what I mean? Like there are younger physicians watching you say no, or work the way you want to work. And then they are empowered to do that. So I think that it's our duty really to, to own that for ourselves and create the job in medicine that we want and show people that it's possible now to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and it's, it's one of the things that it, it's my first mantra of, of, of what I do. Every doctor deserves to have a successful, rewarding career and a happy, fulfilled life. It shouldn't be either or. Mm-hmm. We, we, we should be able to have both and we deserve to be able to have both. Um, and your career should complement who you are as a person. It should align with your own values and your own beliefs. And the whole idea of what you said is absolutely brilliant. We should be able to carve out our own careers and not be judged for not wanting to be the all singing, all dancing Mm-hmm. you know, in every aspect of our life, personally and professionally. And we need to take that burden off of, of, off of doctors. We really need to take it off. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for your time, Pauline. Do you mind telling, telling my listeners where they can find out more about you and a little bit about what you do outside of medicine? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I, I have a very joyous life outside of medicine. <laughs> I love that. And um, 
I, I really still do enjoy medicine. I still, I'm still an anesthetist. I, I still practice. Um, and you can find me at Doctors Caring for Doctors, fully, fully spelled out. Um, that's my website. You can find me on all social media platforms. And I help doctors find that successful career and that happy life when, when they're in that place where, where they're coming to me going, oh, I'm, I'm not happy and, and I don't know why. And, and that's what we work together to do. Because the other thing that I've seen as well is you've got amazing doctors who leave medicine, as, as you say, or they leave specialties where they're absolutely brilliant. And, you know, it's it's the patient that suffers when these people step out of our community. And I want to show these doctors that you can, you know, have this life within medicine where you are fulfilled, you are rewarded and you are happy. So that, that's what I do. I coach doctors through finding, and you said it beautifully, carving out their own career in medicine where they are happy and fulfilled and they feel safe to be mm -hmm. who they are. They turn up at work. This is me. This is what I do. This is what I good, I'm good at. And I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the world just has to catch up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, it's yeah. great. It was great chatting with you and learning more about you. And I'm sure we'll be in touch. Bye-bye. <laughs>